Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Oh, hello, Scott. Oh, hello, and Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. Chaps, I've been playing a bit of The Last of Us. I think a few of us have. We did uh, recent playthroughs the last few months to get prepped for the big old sequel. Um, and I just want to talk about all things that aren't story-related, because most of the conversations around Last of Us 2 uh, center around what the hell's going to happen, all those disastrous spoilers, all the horrible stuff. Um, and I think we should just talk about gameplay instead, because I still totally champion The Last of Us' gameplay. Um, but I think we can still have a sort of open conversation on things that Naughty Dog can improve on. So I have a, a breakdown of certain categories, and I kind of want to start with... Um, Something that I feel Naughty Dog pioneered across the late 2000s and early 2010s, and um, which is that idea of a massive open environment, just a whole realistically mm. rendered space. And somewhere in there is where you're supposed to go. Um, and I don't know why, but when I was younger, I was better at this. Um, but I spent 10, 15 minutes just wandering around like a couple of dilapidated storefronts last night on The Last of Us. And I was like, really? I hate this. Yeah. I just want to, I just don't know where I'm going. And like, I wanted to hang out with Ellie and stuff. And I, you know, she notices some vinyl records and I can talk to her a bit. But I just didn't know where to go. And it turned out it was a chain I needed to pull to make like a shutter go up or something. But what do you guys think of, of their approach to sort of those massive open environments? Do you enjoy them or do you feel like they should be more focused going forward? Well, it's funny because they started this whole like wide linear concept with mm. Last of Us, didn't they? And then it like really exploded in uh, Uncharted 4 with that sort of like Jeep section. But for the most part, I kind of want them to be even wider. Like, <laughs> I, I know the exact street you're on about because I know that because I know I had to go back to there several times to get a few conversations and bits of paper and barbed wire and stuff. But uh, for the most part, I, I really like the idea of just like kind of like focused wandering. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know for a, for a bit, it can be sort of like, where do I go? Because you go into the record shop, but it's actually, no, it's around the corner in the alley, but there's two alley bits and you have to do one. So a thing goes into it and sets an explosion. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like the whole part of like a lot of, narr- a lot of narrative games are just go through corridor, 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 open up a bit, corridor. Mm-hmm. But I, there's something about this whole thing that maybe 
you feel you're actually in an open world. The best parts of an open world of exploring, but without being so watered down, you know, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want them to do, like, corridor design. Like, I don't want it to turn into, like, the, the really bad parts of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I just, I kind of want just a button, because eventually you wait long enough and the game goes, gives you the L3 thing, and it's like, yeah. you were meant to be over there for, like, the last 10 minutes. Here's the thing. <laughs> and I kind of just want something where I can maybe just hit a button and check in with someone. Obviously, Last of Us 2 is going to be solo with yeah. them for the vast majority, but something where you can sort of ping someone like a codex system metal gear style and be like sorry so where the hell do you think we're supposed to be going and figure it out from there but josh what do you think i'm with ben roy i like it especially in the last of us i i could take it or leave it in uncharted to be honest in uncharted mm. 4 i like the wide linear stuff but it that that series is so kind of focused on like the set pieces and the uh kind of michael bay pace of it all that i don't really <laughs> mind if they if they don't have it but in the last of us I knew it. I knew I was loving it when I got to those sections where I could just mm. breathe and explore because I thought there's a real um, great kind of like gameplay contextual reason to do so because you're looking for you know resources and stuff. But then it also fleshes out the world so much because you're getting these little environmental stories, whether you're in the sewers or whether you're in the houses or whether you're talking to Ellie. Mm. And for me, like the meshup of both of those things, I thought created a really interesting pace that Naughty Dog haven't really hit since, where you have you know the big bombastic stuff. But those quieter moments make those even more impactful and kind of gives you a flow to not only the narrative, but the gameplay. Like the idea mm -hmm. of having nothing and then having those sections to kind of gear up again, just to waste them all, to go back and then gear up again. Mm -hmm. um, there, are, there were a few places, I must admit, like you, where I was sort of looking for a lever or something where I think that um, that style of design could be a bit more elegant. But for the most part, I, I'm excited to have bigger open worlds or bigger wide linear levels in um last of us 2 because i do I'm think like, i think it fits with the genre more mm -hmm. no no that, that's the thing i don't want them to move away from it or anything i just wanted to, to have some sort of like way for you to have a conversation on where we're supposed to be going or some way to like flag if i get stuck um, i just think because... i know what you need go on there's i was playing a game a little game uh josh likes this game it's called uh resident evil 6 now there's a there's um there's a button in that game where you do this you look at your magical phone and it tells you exactly where to go yeah they got that from dead space unless that was there first but, um, but yeah i just wanted something that would help with wayfinding and um, only because yeah totally i mean one of the biggest things that i always throw up against people who say that you know the last of us is only a cutscene or whatever is that those big spaces when you're fully invested in the characters and the gameplay and that immersion and tone they they only reinforce the cutscene side of it um and it is like josh said it's super immersive and it, it really works um which is why when after a few minutes it i, I feel like it breaks a little bit and you're reduced to just being in the game space again and i kind of just want... you know Want to segue out of it? I was gonna say, do you want more of the naughty dog yellow when they sort of like <laughs> leave yellow? Sometimes it's red. Bits, uh, yeah, leave bits everywhere. Like, oh, that color is not like it should be. I'll go over there and look. Oh, this is the way. Or like, it's weird because I don't know if they can do the whole thing of like what a lot of games do is like you know light up an area where you're meant to go because mm. in this world everything's dead. Well, that's the thing. There's there's loads of like yeah, like sort of um, down an alleyway or like over like a ledge. It'll be oh, there's some some yellow stuff painted, and like you know, God of War got around it by just literally painting runes on stuff as to where you're supposed to go. Um, I don't know to be honest. I don't know ex exactly what the solution is. I just want something kind of like what Josh said, something more elegant in regards to you know, if you get stuck, it just feels so gamey when you're just in that space and you're waiting for the game to L three you and tell you where to go. It sorry, could be, right. it, I should say, sorry, it could be built into just the sense vision when you're looking around for people. Yeah. I know Josh didn't use it, he doesn't like using it, but you could just build it into there and sort of like not have an arrow, so it's just like have sort of like a pulse in sort of some sort of area, mm -hmm. maybe. See, I, I, I think it is kind of like the way they do it in The Last of Us 1 isn't that gamey because I like that they give you landmarks in, in the levels and in the sequences to kind of 
move towards. Like early on, you have the the building with the kind of gold dome that you have yeah, the big town center. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think they could just kind of double down on that, where you have a landmark or something that's always in view, so you know which way you're supposed to be going and which way is the right way, so you're not mm-hmm. kind of doubling back on yourself. Because I think that makes it more grounded in the world. It is kind of fun that, like, you know, the fact that the one building you have to get to happens to be yellow, because of course it is, because it's naughty dog yellow, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, I, Here I, were they, I us with our thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a more satisfying way to do it than having something in the UI, like a pulse or something, because I hate, I hate the listen mode, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never used that thing, <laughs> and I love that they disable it. Not even the first time? Release. No, no. Really? Something, something about it felt so incongruous to the rest of the world, like, mm. everything else is so grounded and kind of so brutal and gritty that I felt like I can I can get all the information I need just from looking around the area with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Like not because I'm great or anything, just because I think the level design and the enemy placement is all is is really smart. So I didn't I didn't like using it because it, it broke something about the the combat flow for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. It is a different beast without that mode. It's like some of the combat sections just having sort of like hearing some little man scurry over there and making sure he doesn't go around and sort of like shoot you in the back. Mm-hmm. that's the thing i was gonna say is like um because i've seen i can't i'm sure maybe it was neil Druckmann or one of the members of naughty dog said the right way to play was to try it on grounded mode because that's the that is the most gritty realistic you know like yeah. brutal way to do it and um, we should quickly touch on that though do you think that they will class that listening mode as a signature mechanic and do you think it'll be back in last of us 2 and even if it is are you josh are you going to be turning it off first time through well, the beauty of it is, I think, I think they had a nice balance because they had it there for the, the lower difficulties if you wanted to use it, which I'm all for, like, you know, whenever it helps people play the game and get the story and stuff. But I like that they turned it off automatically on, I think it was hard and above. Like, you just couldn't use it. Like, there's no way. You press the button and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And that's how I played it first time around. So I didn't have the option for it, you know what I mean? So I would like it if they just did that again. Like, they can carry it over, like, double down and implement on it, implement, um, you know, more abilities with it in the regular modes but then turn it off again for the higher ones mm-hmm. because i think i don't think it's that integral to the experience but I'll, i like that it's there if you need it you know what i mean i was gonna say with benroy going because you got the platinum and everything like do you yeah. find that the, the best way to play is without the listen mode uh grounded mode like playing without listen was a t- almost a totally different beast as well because mm. not only could you uh essentially not cheat and see everyone around you like one bullet or two bullets you're dead and i really like that about the game where like guns were almost treated like as dangerous as they should be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, yes, when I played it through normal the first time, I like to go around and like, I was thought, I'll play normal, get the story sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was more involved in the game when that mode was turned off and when I was going into every sort of combat situation thinking if, if an infected punches me first, I, that could be like me dead. Or if something like anyone just gets a nice right, right hook on you, you're done. Yeah. So and that's just a well, that's like people down on. Yeah, I, I, I would highly recommend playing that game on grounded or hard and not having the listen mode on just to see how you feel because mm-hmm. it just, I think that it's weird to, to say, oh, that's how it should be played. But I think that's how it should be experienced at some point. Mm-hmm. I think I that's we... kind of... Oh, go on. Sorry, I was going to say, I think that's what the combat's kind of built around as well because I would say you can even play on like normal or easy or whatever and just try not to use it because I think part of the joy of the last of us's combat which gets a lot of crap but i actually really enjoy is kind of like the scrappiness of it the fact yeah. that you're never in full control you know what i mean you're always switching tactics you're moving from stealth to action you might get seen when you don't want to be seen and that leads you to having to toss a brick in some dude's face or something and that for me is what kept it so engaging because i played the last of us like five times and i've never got yeah. sick of the combat sit never got sick of the combat for all that reason because i feel like i'm always on the defensive always improvising and a well 
placed attack and a well-timed attack can instantly, you know, turn on his ass and then start just absolutely ruining your life because you didn't see a dude. And listen mode makes you able to see mm. a lot of, you know, what's going on in the environment. And that's awesome. But I prefer, you know, having to use my own kind of like hearing or whatever. And then if I miss a guy, I'm like, God, I've got to, I've got to regroup. I've got to pick up this bottle. I've got to smash this guy mm. in the face. I've got to turn around, hit this clicker. And it's that kind of immediacy of it. That um, improvisational style, like I've gone back to, I'm playing through Uncharted 2 at the minute as well because my wife hadn't played it, so I was like, right, we should do Uncharted 2. And you can see how much Naughty Dog were always trying to do that sort of like open sandboxy feel, but like within a, it's weird, they're going for like an open, like like I said, experimental kind of style, improvisational style, but it's always within a certain combat arena. Um, And I think they totally dropped the ball on it at the end of Uncharted 2. It's like every guard just has laser focus. They did the same thing in Uncharted 4 when you're on the pirate ship, and it's like all these guards on the other end are just shooting you immediately you forever dying and ragdolling and everything. Whereas like in The Last of Us, I feel like they do a good job of encouraging you to, like you said, like try this brick, try a distraction, stealth kill this guy, you know, go up and around someone, like use verticality and things like that. Um, and I would assume that with like Ellie's sort of greater athleticism, that'll be, assume they're going to play more into that and make it more like an Uncharted hybrid. Uncharted 1 is really dirty about that because at the, the yeah. very end when you get those uh, beast goblin things, you're trying to get around <laughs> them and mm-hmm. you've got these laser sights following you. So, oh, just, I don't want to do this, man. But mm-hmm. think about this, like the kinetic clunkiness of like metal pipe, punch, uh, brick in your face. I'll use my one shot because I, I like how the game, if the game's not designed to just go bam, 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 headshot, headshot, mm-hmm. headshot. It's like you're trying to scrap and crawl through this whole sort of like situation and it just sort of always has worked for me one thing i absolutely love uh, in that regard is that i think it don't it, because it's quite a simplistic control scheme like you know you aim you shoot you throw stuff whatever like it, it gets that lush thing that i love that only certain games do where you're completely symbiotically connected to the character where you're just you're literally thinking in the moment okay what the hell would i do i'll throw this over here i'll run over this way i'll pop this guy and whatever um, and i think that stuff works the best um but it's just like i guess that was an open question like how would you expand on that like you know would you encourage more of i guess just more combat options for ellie like they've shown some stuff off in terms of she can like slink between bootcases and stuff like that when she's in inside um is it stuff like that or is it more character abilities that you'd want to see for me it's like more dexterity and how you get around the environments you know what i mean mm. like for me I, I like the almost limited amount of abilities in the last of us one because it gives you it gives it that survival horror feel where you have to make the most of what you've got but mm. i feel like more interesting ways to get around like you said you know going under the car slinking through bookshelves um increased verticality as well could be really mm-hmm. um, interesting because for as good as the last of us one is i think you can it has that classic shooter um, mentality of you walk into an area you can see all of these bookshelves all these chest high walls or whatever yeah. you know it's like right okay i know exactly how i'm supposed to get through this area i think a bit more natural naturalism when it comes to level de- level design would help that um a little bit more it's, mm-hmm. it's funny because like we were talking about that, like um uh what you call it uncharted there mm-hmm. and that's a game i would i would recommend playing on easy whereas i'd recommend playing um the last of us and hard just because yeah. of like those differences in like the high stakes nature of it um i just want more bone arrow as well give me that because <laughs> that was so still my favorite bone arrow in every any single game it's so we did it um to kill one of those oh, bad boys yeah. We did a list a while ago on like the best video game shotguns. I don't think we've ever done one on the best bow and arrows, but I might put this at the very top. I think when you, when you yeah. fully upgrade that bow and arrow, oh, you just pop them off like Legolas. <laughs> no one can get to you. Like that fully upgraded that bow and arrow saved me so much. But mm-hmm. for the combat, I do I watching back the demo they put where Ellie's going on into cars and going through book cases. I want more of that, but also I want 
uh, I guess kind of like watching the raid last night, a scrappier way of moving because yeah. like Ellie's got a smaller friend than say like some of the guys with like triple H sledgehammers. Like mm -hmm. she's not going to be able to go toe to toe with seven or eight people at once. So I thought I'm more, more like, it's going to be weird because the shift was a big part of the last game, but mm -hmm. also when you play as Ellie, you always had a knife. So I feel like she's going to need to always have a knife and sort of like, if you're going to go for a knife kill, I don't want it to be like, done, and then you can keep going like an Assassin's Creed man, more of like, mm -hmm. you know you're using the knife, but then the, there's a chance the person might fall on you and you've got to kind of like move and fall into the next person sort of thing. Very cool. I think one of the things that I just, because I'm like I said, I'm playing through it at the minute, but I um, one of the things I wish it had is stealth kills from more angles. Um, I don't like need it to be like Uncharted 4 where you're, you're leaping off this roof and coming crashing down on a guy. Um, although I would take like an aerial kill. It's just that I think that you, they should probably always have risk with them. Like maybe they're always going to make noise or you can use them as a distraction or something. But when you're like, you know, you can grab guys around the corner, but it's it doesn't feel that reliable sometimes. And if someone's on the other end of a um at the other end of like a window or something, I think you can grab them, but it never feels that reliable. Um, and it's just I would like that on the character side, I would like that that ability set to feel more kind of natural and dependable. Like I should know what my full set of abilities are and then apply that to like a you know, like a sandbox combat arena. Um but yeah, I was gonna say hopefully because uh playing the DLC, which I'm trying to remember the name of now, uh, I can't Lepine. remember. Left behind they perfected. They finally got because in the main game you never have infected and humans in the same spit. You never have them ever interact. There's a bit where the, and, the humans like shoot some infected, but that's it. But like in the DLC, you can actually use the infected to sort of kite them into the humans. So I want my kind of like in this new game more options for that mm -hmm. to sort of like cause some distraction and then get people through that. And also uh, what Josh said more bow please and then give us the chance to maybe like craft them like find right. bits of metal on the floor and sort of like jimmy them into sort of like an arrow because mm -hmm. i think they should really lean hard on the bow and arrow in this one as well oh, different arrowheads like different um, specific arrowheads would be great hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. 
For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, they have shown little bits and pieces of the crafting side of things. Um, what, what did you guys think of the crafting implementation overall? Like, were you, because every time I came across, or every time I come across a um, crafting bench in the replay, I'm like, oh yeah, there's crafting in this. I can upgrade <laughs> my weapons. Like, um, I'm picking up these different things that, you know, make it that the Molotov cocktails have greater radiuses and stuff like that. But I tend to find that because Joel is such a, like, you know, powerful character in terms of I can throw him at a dude, I can smash a brick off a guy, or I can take him down with my fists or whatever. Um, and I have that set of, you know, like um, dedicated weapons that I'm not like I'm not chasing weapon upgrades. Like, how much did you guys indulge in the in that stuff in upgrades and crafting and things like that? For me, it was more of the um, in the moment crafting. Like, I, I love how immersive that is. You just mm. get off your backpack, you know, you start crafting this Molotov, and you've got this big weapon good to go. Like mm. the actual upgrades, I thought like they were fine. Like I needed them on, you know, a hard and grounded whatever just to survive. But mm. I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of just kind of here. Now it has twenty percent more accuracy. Now the no, same. Way yeah. much. It's it's fine, but it's a bit uninspired. But I do want them to keep and maybe expand on the idea of you know you have a limited amount of resources. You either you can either um, you can either make a Molotov or you can make a health pack because like mm-hmm. those were some of the most intense um, decisions I had, I had to make in the game. You know what I mean? I remember mm-hmm. there's a really difficult moment towards the end where you're sneaking through. Um, I think it's like a, a, like a road or something, and there's a few of the blows around. Yeah. And I remember yeah. having bit, no ammo. I couldn't take them one on one, obviously, and I had two Molotov cocktails left, and I had to get them perfectly. Otherwise, I was like going to die. There was no way I could get around. And I want more situations like that where I'm, I'm out of ammo, but I've got some scissors over here. I've got some duct tape here. <laughs> Can I make a shave? Will this get me out? Will this get me through to the next checkpoint or something? Mm-hmm. I love the intensity of that and the fact that it's all done in game. I, I assume, and I think from what we've seen, there's going to be a more focus on kind of upgrading your weapons, though, you know, adding mm-hmm. attachments, stuff like that, which I'm kind of here for as long as it retains the scrappiness Benoit was talking about. I don't want, like, these military-style weapons. I want to be able to put a tin can on a pistol and have that be a silent <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that yeah. idea, and I want more like that. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I know the exact section you're on about, Josh, and um, uh, I have I found out playing it the last time that you don't even need to kill any of them. If you go to the end and you pull, you get Ellie to push down the box, doesn't doesn't set them off. 
Like oh, there's, oh, a, there's a big noise, and then it comes down. You like you wait. You you imagine the big blurs gonna come. Nah, just you can just go for there, fine. But <laughs> um, I'm sure if he two hacks. hours on that. <laughs> I played that game too much this year. But uh, the the bow and arrow is the only mm -hmm. gun that the only weapon, sorry, that I ever felt needed the upgrade sort of like the pulling back the arrow faster but mm. I, I the idea of going through the game and um uh knowing that at certain points coming like i need a molotov to do some serious damage here or i'm gonna have to eat like work and be stealthier is mm. kind of what i want more and if, to the weapon side i don't want degra degradation uh, that if that's how you say the word i'm sorry if it's not because mm -hmm. i hate that 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 can leave my life forever especially when it doesn't make <laughs> sense uh yeah it's fine a metal pipe breaking or something like that but maybe uh, with the weapons, have a few upgrades, but focus it more about you get this gun, but you're actually fixing it up. So you're not upgrading the gun. But at the end of the game, you might have had a pistol and then you finally get this pistol into normal working order. And then it's sort of ready to go sort of thing. That's maybe why I would like more. Mm -hmm. But the, I feel that that makes more sense in the world of The Last of Us than like, I'm going to add a seven times scope here and now it's got a grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because you, you can get, I remember, I didn't even remember the first time through uh, getting the scope for the hunting rifle, but then I found that going through this time. And I was like, she just has a scope, just finds yeah. a scope, it's fine. Um, and that's like the little bits like that where I'm like, yeah, I guess they, there's, a, there's a potential for them going down that route more. And um, one thing I was going to quickly mention before we were talking about the scrappy combat is um, I love that when you just make it through an encounter, like maybe you do like improvise something, you make shift like a shiv and you stab the last person or whatever it is. And um, Joel is always like panting and breathing. And then Ellie's always like, oh god like you just got through that um, and it's kind of like i think those little like addendums little dialogue moments like really accentuate it like in terms of making the combat feel it's not like unique but it does have like a real weight and a heft to it that i hope they only steer more into it's like personality you're... isn't it you know mm -hmm. like like you get those little moments from the characters and even though it's just another enemy sequence it feels like 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 you said before it feels like you're really embodying these characters and you're really like kind of putting yourself in their shoes and stuff and i do mm -hmm. think it's like it's quite full of character even though it's quite basic i think it's, yeah. it works sorry i'd say it feels mm -hmm. like you fall through every situation and it's no power fantasy or sort of like okay, I just need to get here. How can I get here without doing the least amount of damage to these people that I want to save and see how they progress? Mm -hmm. One thing I was going to mention, um, like I said, playing through Last of Us and Uncharted 2 side by side, um, <laughs> and this is in some of their other games too, but Naughty Dog have a trope, or they had a trope, I don't think it's in Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy, um, where they had like the, the invincible vehicle or the invincible character that's just going to sort of walk after you and can't be killed until a certain point, and it feels like um, like it's, at the, it's in the, the uh, Nepal section of Uncharted 2 when you go to the little the monastery and your um you know then lazarevich's men all storm the place with the tank and it's in last of us with the um that one humvee that has the cannon uh, the minigun on top of it um and you know you're you're just running away from it and as much as you, you end up you know expect using ammo and throwing like explosives at it and trying to get away from it or whatever um but you can't actually do anything until there's a scripted moment where you're supposed to get a cutscene or a, there's a specific way to kill it um i really hate that and i hope they don't do that again um but where do either of you i guess josh will start with you like what do you think of that stuff did you like it in terms of variety or was it did you well, like it i did i think the idea is is strong it just it felt considering the rest of the last of us is so cinematic and ungamey like that felt like a very gamey moment you know what i mean like when you're yeah. fighting that humvee and stuff it felt very kind of you know inspired by uncharted more than it, more than it did the last of us i yeah. think they're not they're not game breakers by any means but i think there's a lot of those naughty dog inelegancies that need to be removed like whether or not it's the invincible cars or whether it's um 
always having to uh, shimmy someone up to drop the ladder <laughs> down or, uh-huh. or move this ladder around and stuff. Th- those are features that are in all of the different games that when it, when because I, I played The Last of Us before I played Uncharted and stuff, so there I was I was fine with it. I thought it was okay, but when I saw it also show up in the other Uncharted games and then Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy and stuff, I was like, there's there's a way we can do this that is more interesting and more engaging. I'm all here for like the downtime and I like, I quite like the swimming sections where you're mm-hmm. sort of moving Ellie around because I think that's cool in character building because Ellie can't swim. It's creating this bond between the characters, but the more mundane stuff of, right, we need to hide a loading screen. So we need Find to get a, a ladder. We need to, yeah, we need to get a plank of wood. Like there are, there are better and more creative ways to do it. I think it's fine if they show up for one or two, but like just keep it varied. Why, like just making a joke about it does mm-hmm. it make it okay? Does it make it? Yeah, there's like... A, there's like a, a bunch of times when they're just, oh, it's this thing again, and it's like, yes, it is. Like, write <laughs> it out of the game already. Um, ben, where would you come down on on those little sort of gamey things? In Uncharted, that car is exhausting, and it just feels like you're always like, oh, come on, just leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, sort of thing. Uh, in Last of Us, it's weird because I like it as a threat, but then when you're actually being pursued by, it, like, the very end when you shoot the sniper, it mm-hmm. take it takes you right out of the whole desperation because you've just got this unlimited ammo sniper and you're just mowing down everyone around it and then oh, this car tripping. yeah it, it does feel a bit sort of like tropey there i can i can see where you're coming from and like the fact that it has appeared in two massive games that neil drum has worked on mm-hmm. maybe don't do it again or if you were to do it again have it locked off in a certain bit and you're just like sneaking through but then again we we obviously just don't need another invincible car which is right. <laughs> that would be my main thing. I think it's just, it's hard. I mean, like obviously over the years, like having been a, a lifelong Naughty Dog fan, they're like them and they're pretty much my favorite studio. I think like for all of us, they're like, they're way up there. Um, and then seeing them go from, you know, even like Wave of the Warrior to like Crash and Jack and Daxter Uncharted, you see them like flesh out these different, um, you know, approaches to game design and tonality. And like Last of Us was such a swerve um, into such this like way more serious territory, um, which brought with it all these like slow character moments. And you know, this like, like, like Josh said, like even like carrying Ellie across the water like feels purposeful and everything reinforces itself but then they kind of have this blockbuster tendency because you know they were the crash guys and the jack and daxter guys and uncharted and especially uncharted 2 was like so seminal and it's like well how do you even balance their as a studio their studio design philosophy like do you think within last of us 2 they'll just fully embrace that slow more methodical approach or do you think they'll still be big blockbuster moments I think they'll. I think well. I think there'll be blockbuster moments, but I think they'll be way smarter about how they um, implement them. Like mm-hmm. you said, there, The Last of Us One was like a huge risk, and it's funny watching the developers like speak about it when they say there was a lot of stuff they had to unlearn because, like you yeah. said, they've come off these big blockbuster games like Uncharted. And I remember, I think it's Neil Druckmann talking about going into the development and saying to the team, like, "Look, we don't we we don't want to do this. You know what I mean." all of this is good the set pieces are great but it doesn't fit with the world so rein mm-hmm. them back make them more character driven make them weightier make them more human and i think mm-hmm. that now they've proven that that can succeed because at the time a lot of people might have rejected that and a lot of people might have wanted the bombast of uncharted so maybe a few of the set pieces were kind of concessions to that but now they know it works now they know it sells now they know a lot of people want it i think they can double down and, and embrace those elements it kind of reminds me of red dead one to red dead two red dead one had mm-hmm. a lot of like methodical slow moments but it didn't fully commit to it it still had a lot of the gda kind of wackiness and the mission design and how fast your horse goes but when red dead two came around they were just kind of like uh oh, we, don't, we don't need it we're gonna we're gonna double down on this you're gonna have to wait 10 minutes to clean your gun you're gonna mm-hmm. walk these hair bills around and for better or worse i think that is more unique than trying to kind of 
cater to every audience. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like anything uh, turret sequency in Red Dead Two, other than maybe that balloon sequence. But like in Red Dead One, there's the bit where there's just a minigun inside a, a stagecoach and it busts out and you just mow everybody down. Um, <laughs> things like that. Uh, quick time events are obviously like another thing that was kind of of the time as well. Um, but yeah, Benroy, what do you think of the? Um, I guess it's just things like that of the as the design philosophies have changed over time. Like, what do you? I guess what do you expect from Last of Us Two tonality wise? You know, I don't think there's going to be any sort of like massive car or anything like this. I think mm. the, the, I think the big bits. If you're going to get the like kind of like seeing like glimpses of whatever in the trailer, like you use the, I think you use the infected as these big massive bits. Like we've never really been sort of like in, we've never encountered infected in that game really in the first one at all, mm. where you just had to just run, just leave. Like um, you, you, there were in cutscenes where Joel first gets through and smashes one underneath a door and all that, but use the infectors like say sometimes you just can't contend with them. You just you're just gonna have to sort of like book it and or mm. get around them a bit more. And like uh, you, like use the whole. I, I, I know people like are sort of sick of zombies. But use the visuals of like arms and things. Just use the thing. This oncoming master. Mm-hmm. The whole world's in theory is it is infected and dead. So. Leverage that a bit more in certain cases, rather than a big, tr- rather than a big truck. Yeah, <laughs> anything other than a big truck. It um, it makes me like think of something that Days Gone did immaculately well, which is just like the size of that game's hordes, and when they were all coming at you at once, you just felt so overwhelmed. Like the way that even Game of Thrones did, um, or, or World War Z, like you know, did the that idea of a horde of zombies can become this big sort of almost liquid like wave coming at yeah. you. Like there's a real threat there. Um, and the the style. I mean, by calling them zombies, I guess they, yeah, they are zombies. Cordyceps. They're zombie adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, and it's like you know, there's still stuff that. They, that they can do because like last of us is zombies fall into that 28 days later like rapid sprinting type and it's like i would like them to do more with that and maybe make that the set piece i um, wouldn't I guess, want oh. sorry to say i wouldn't want the game to be full of these sections like mm. maybe this would be a, a one section but not like turn the game into a days gone where at the end you're clearing up all these massive hordes around <laughs> around the shrub garden somewhere yeah no i definitely the thing is that i absolutely love about last of us and i love about red dead too as well if, if you really paint like a, a canvas of this really bleak like muted color thing then it accentuates the little pockets of humanity so much more like the campfire scenes in red dead 2 are so phenomenal because the rest of it is so beladen and dragged out and then you kind of hope that in zombie fiction you know with last of us 2 like that that's something that they'll do as well um like if you maintain that the um i want to call them the walkers they're just the the clip what, what are they even called overall the zombie Infect- infected <laughs> yeah. yeah the lads um, as long as the uh, the threats there for them throughout then obviously it accentuates everything else um as closing thoughts and um, from each of you i guess just what what's the one thing you want for the last of us two you can open it back up to story resolutions if you want um I, i'm just going to go with um something satisfying i just want to be satisfied i want the <laughs> the project to feel worthwhile because they already they said from the beginning that they were only going to do it um if they had a story worth telling um and even though i know bits and pieces from spoiler stuff um i'm still just so fascinated by why they have to go back to it when it has one of the best endings of all time um but yeah ben Roy, what would you like from last of us too it's got to be devastating, hasn't it? It's got to make me cry. At least. It's got. To, if it doesn't make me cry at least twice, then they've not done their job right. Like, there's no way you come back like round two with super sad old Joel and don't rip him away from you like you almost did in the first game. It's just gonna have to be that, and I'm gonna cry. And you I'm want just gonna to have a moment. Yeah, I need it. Uh, Josh, what would you have? I just want something we can talk about after Final yeah. Fantasy VII came out, uh, like this year. And we actually had proper discussions again about its ending. It made me realize how many games that have come out that we've all just kind of talked about and gone, 
ah, it's all right. It's fine. You know, yeah. we moved on. We've had no real deep discussion about them. And I just want it to, and from, you know, what I've, what I've heard, it does interesting things that we will be talking about. And I just, I just want that. I want it to be purposeful and mm-hmm. I want it to be made for a reason, not just made because a last of us two is going to sell. I want to be, I want to, I just wanted to kick off some actual discussion about games because I'm mm-hmm. so sick of, for as much as I love Days Gone, boys, you know I love Days Gone. You know, 50 you hour magnum uh, opus. Stockholm uh, Syndrome Brown. <laughs> I've just been grazing on a lot of games like it that you don't have much, you, the only thing to talk about is that is the fact that you have nothing to talk about <laughs> in regards to it. And I yeah. want this to give me something that is surprising and purposeful. And for, even if I don't like it, is interesting to discuss with you guys and everyone else. Totally, that, that's the thing. Yeah, even if the, um, the the story changes or whatever the hell it is, end up being something that you know most people don't like. At least we have another conversation. I'm always a stickler for a good conversation. Um, so yeah, everyone can he- head over to the uh, on Twitter. You can use the hashtag WCGP to leave us some thoughts, and you can leave us some questions and stuff. We'll get to them in the coming weeks. Every now and then we do a question pod, um, and also you can let us know what you think down in the comments below, as this is a video as well. For now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye. I'm Ben Turner. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.